going through some of the notes, the one thing that jumped out at me was going on a gap year. <laughs> oh my Wait, god. I forgot about that. That's how bad this movie is, is that you keep bringing up scenes Oh my that god, I Superman's about. gap Superman's year. Superman's gap Holy year. Holy shit. Is... So... <laughs> I'm Mike. Oh, very special. Oh, fuck. I didn't know we were starting. Yeah, yeah wait, we're, we're here. Starting. That's oh, perfect. No. no, we're going. This is in. Oh, Say hi, sorry. Andy. I already did. Yeah. And today we um, also this have is another, a low effort from me. We have a special guest. We have none, none other than Megan Seiko, Andy's sister and my daughter. Hello, adoring fans. Everyone listening to this episode will be listening because I made them listen to it because it's me. Here's the thing is, um, Megan's it? picking up my slack today because I'm going to be slacking. Yeah, as I'm... Opposed to when we have you. a third member on, that's my excuse to slack. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here as right Andy's, now. like, you know how they used to, like, if you were rich, you could pay someone to be your stand-in in, like, the Civil War? I'm that for him. Exactly. I'm, exactly. I'm here to take the bullet oh, for perfect him. perfect analogy. Okay, here's what we need to do. What do we need though, to do? Is the thing, is that... The other thing about this episode is it's going to be like a WWE, like, two-on-one chair smashing match. Absolutely. It's a cage match, brothers! <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty excited for that. But I gotta get warmed up before I get into the cage, because, I don't know, I'm low energy today. I have always low, wanted got, to hit Dad with a chair, so... I had to I had to isolate doing... because of my COVID test, so I can go back to school, so I'm I'm very low energy today. And I also woke up at 5.30 and then, like, slept until 1, so I'm really thrown off on my sleep schedule. Just bad vibes all around. Yeah, that's okay, Andy, because I, I know what's going to animate you today, because today we're talking about a movie that's near and dear to your heart. His favorite. Nothing, nothing gets me talking like hate. <laughs> <laughs> we know, that's why you talk so much when we're all home. I, I'm pretty sure that's the one, one of the, or not the one thing, but it's one of the things that you and Megan definitely have in common. I'll talk about anything, rage. but especially about, yeah. I, listen, I'm just full of a lot of feelings, um, not particularly rage, I mean, rage is definitely like one-fifth of all of my emotions, um, but, you know, I'll, I'll get angry about anything, even, I'll be angry about things that I enjoy, um, so. I'm pretty sure you're selling it short, Megan, I'd say it's more like 40% solid minimum do you think that much i do yeah well that's my and, se- that's my secret dad i'm always angry andy's more like uh-huh. around 70 75 percent you know wait 75 percent what rage bitch <laughs> oh i mean i didn't think that but i'd like to think there's more to me than that no there is yeah there is it's rage and bitch it depends like uh-huh. normally normally it's it's not except um when we talk politics, which we don't do much on here. Yeah, but, you know. but look, being a leftist in America is just like endlessly being disappointed by your society because you think it could do better and you know it could do better, but they just decide not to again and again. So um, that's why it makes me so angry. Yep. It's uh, disappointed in my fellow man. Well, when we have our political podcast, 
one of these days, I can um, talk to you about how I read an article that um, Obamacare actually did its job during the pandemic. Not as good as it could have because of all the... Yeah, because it should have been a universal program. Well, that, but also it's been actively Yikes. it's been actively stifled and attacked since day one. But um, it's still, you know, it shows there's a need and hopefully we can build on it. And that's where the politics ends. I would just like to say, if you guys did have a political podcast, I would also not listen to that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very fair and balanced. I hear both sides of the argument. Is... Well, as I told Megan the other day, she's currently um, in good keeping with the other 7 billion people on the planet who uh, minus 10 or so or 20 that don't listen to us. This I, is... I do have to get... I do have to get one more political statement in there before. Um, I, yes, wait, before can we I explain the chair before recognizes you get to... the what? I want to explain to the people before everyone accuses me, everyone who personally listens to this podcast because I know them in real life before they get mad at me, um, that I don't listen to this podcast because it's actually listening to it in my headphones is kind of like my own personal hell because it's like being stuck at our dinner table but not being able to leave um <laughs> the meal doesn't end it just keeps the going. other thing is my audio quality is so good and dad's audio quality is just terrible yeah that's the main problem so that i have with it you can't that's listen not, to it that's not why um, but yeah that's the reason why <laughs> well megan you just don't anyway, know what you're missing um, out on Oh, I know I what I'm missing out say. on. I, listen, I tried. I would just like you to know I tried um, listening to your first episode um, many times, but I have never gotten more than five minutes in for for above stated reasons. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Very All right. Well, I need to say before we start, um, fuck Mitch McConnell. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you're planning to kill him, I won't say I support you, but I wouldn't stop you. Um... Drop, anyway, drop that Addy that for, for him. Uh, all of his, all three of his houses in the in the source of this in the source notes of this episode. Um, <laughs> dox Mitch. Let's dox I mean, Mitch I guess McConnell. He's already doxed, it's public. It's public record. It's public knowledge. It has. To that's be, but, that's um, legal to know where he lives, so that we can nice. egg his house nice. among other things. I, I think somebody did that. Egg his house with yeah, a brick. It was pretty sick. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Well, I hate him. I would evil. like to second your fuck Mitch McConnell sentiments. Do we have a third? Um, I wake up every morning and say fuck Mitch McConnell. That's my oh. morning mantra. <laughs> See, Megan, like I said, I can't believe at least forty percent rage. It brings McConnell. me great peace to Good. wake up every morning and wish death upon one specific man. All right. Well, be careful because karma will get you. She's, uh, she's karma's not real. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell your mom that. She's very okay. superstitious. Okay, the Trump administration will get you. <laughs> that, what'll, I do believe. What, for sedition. What'll get you? The Trump administration. Yeah. And then they'll pardon some more war criminals. I, I do have to say it was fucking hilarious that, um, I guess we're not done with it, that uh, Raffensperger, quote-unquote, accidentally recorded the call by Trump to the to him to uh, to get him to throw to still over the weekend get him to throw the the um, the Georgia election and the it, crazy part is nothing's gonna happen to Trump no uh, well 
nothing's going to happen to him. Probably. It's hard to His prove that he will not drop a single point knew what he was doing, but um, at the same time, the he he did is being referred to the FBI, the Georgia um, Elections Commission for review because technically he may have broken the law. Yeah, but nothing's going to happen, even if he did. Maybe not. Anyway. So, anywho. Next segment. Political talk over. Yeah. I just realized I forgot to do our countdown on the way in, but oh well. Fuck That's why we yep. were both confused at the beginning. <laughs> right. Well, I yeah, like to, I like I to keep you guessing. You said we were going to count you, down. You very specifically like, told me. <laughs> I know. You were like, like, oh, we're going to do the yeah. second countdown. Like, Don't worry. We'll count down we'll count again down. before we start up. Sure. Didn't happen. Did not happen. Um, but yeah, I think, um, normally we have news, but I don't really have any, so I'm just going to talk about... What counts as news? Um, I guess the shit we just talked about. A lot of stuff. Ah. Oh, any, just any pop culture shit. If there's anything you wanted to say, any news you had, do you care? You're a grad student, you probably don't really, uh... I don't, I don't spend all my free time watching television. You're right, I spend all my free time watching YouTube videos. (laughs) I do that a lot too. Although, right. um, currently, so currently I'm living in uh, 2018, uh, watching old uh, Until Dawn playthroughs, but um, <laughs> <laughs> in a better time, um, watching two people sit next to each other in an enclosed space, really living the dream. Um, but other than that, I'm just avoiding watching Bridgerton because everyone in the world keeps recommending it to me, and I'm very contrary. So I have no idea what that is. It's like a Jane Austen Netflix show, but um, sexier because Shonda Rhimes directed it. So Nice. Mr. Darcy. God, you wish it was know. Pride and Prejudice. Don't even get me started on that. I've seen it. It's all the I've same seen it to me. four times in the past four weeks. And no, I will not tell you how I'm doing. <laughs> the answer is great. <laughs> Okay. Mike, hit your ravenous consumption. All right. I'm going to save the first one for last. But basically, you know, more pandemic streaming of um, we all. Pandemic. In a pandemic, brother. Um, Yep. Community. I just, well, I I personally discovered community, which I'm saying. You you didn't discover it. You were introduced to it. Because, I spoon yeah. fed it to you on a platter. Right. I personally discovered it. You had it spoon fed. I did to have you. it spoon fed to me. So mom and I have been starting good show. Started to binge a community and we just can't fucking stop. It's it's really good. It's one I of had the best no TV I... shows. Well, so when that was out, it seemed like you fell into one of two camps. It was either a community or you watched Parks and Rec. And mom and I fell into Parks and Rec first. Yuck. And I never really watched this show because... Dude, Parks and Rec is cringe. Well, there's something about... Was it Joel McHale's the guy's name, right? The lead? In, he plays Jeff, right? Joel McHale? I don't think that's his name. Um, maybe it is, but... I thought it I was. Anyway, name. the guy who plays the lead always has always bugged me. But um, I have to say, I, I fucking love that show. Is it the fact that he looks Dude, like an opera so in Jeremy Renner? Is that, what? is that what you don't like about him? Oh, you were right, Dad. You were right. It's Joel McHale. No, it's just that he just looks like a douchebag, which is probably why they cast him. Yeah, he's very. That good is exactly in the why they cast right. him. So, but I mean, I thought he was a douchebag before the show, so that's why I kind of avoided it. Um, 
And yeah, no, that show is just fucking magic. Um, Dude, Chevy Chase is so good in that show. I know it's funny because they they anybody who's old like me remembers him from all his pratfalls on SNL. That was like his signature shtick. And uh, and to see him do that now, still when he's like in his sixties, is like amazing. Um, I guess he was probably early sixties then. He's like late sixties now, but um, but yeah, but the uh, the guy who plays oh who's the um, Indian character Abed. Abed. He's not Indian, but yeah. he's fucking ridiculous. That guy. Yeah, he's great. His, his bits with Troy, especially at the end of the show, are just magic. And then we were—I forgot what episode. I love the—I love the meta humor from uh, from Abed personally. That's my favorite aspect of the entire show. Yeah, I I can't remember what it was. Mom and I were watching one last night. I can't remember which episode it was, but there was one moment that was literally it had me crying laughing you know how like when you just you can't stop laughing and she's yeah. like it's it's not that funny but you're still laughing from the other thing that happened two minutes mm-hmm. before and then you just can't stop for the rest of the show that's uh yeah no i'm, yes. I'm hooked now um the other thing is uh dairy girls megan and i started watching that on netflix Dairy girls. And, dairy girls uh, i'm currently finishing rewatching it because i saw it when it came out is that like irish gilmore it's girls in ireland uh not really do you know what gilmore girls i don't even know is? what gilmore yeah, girls it's not, is it's i don't more know what like, it is um, i just know a lot of people like it because theater people it's just like, like a it. coming of age of of these uh you know high school age girls in in ireland in the 90s when they're still going through the uh the the, the troubles the Troubles. Yeah. The Troubles. A spot of trouble. A spot of trouble in Ireland, my yes. good man. <laughs> Delightfully understated as the Troubles. Classic imperialism. Right. Um, and so, yeah, that show is really fun. And I'm, I got a few more left of that. Um, and I've also begun watching Fate Zero, which we will cover on this show at some point. Um, yeah, not not determine it, but it, it's in the works. Right. So I've been trying to to get an episode oh, here and another there. Another great anime. Um, the, Wait, have you watched any without me? Not yet, but I will. Oh, okay. The the I second mean, biggest to, thing but... I've in terms of what I've watched has been The Mandalorian. Because in terms of what we're going to talk oh. about today, and I have to say, season two was fucking magic, um, and the ending of it was just perfect. I felt. Um, I think you talked about Mandalorian last quick time. Quick cue from the peanut gallery over here. How oh, did the... I talk about Mando last time? Wait, I need Shit. to know yeah, how you you've related these two topics in your mind. Yeah, they're not they're related not related, at all. related what are you in about? any way. No, no, no. I just meant that I. What do you mean when I said it's the second biggest thing? No. Oh, I thought you said you were relating it to the episode. Yeah. Like, like no, it's not related at all. Today. I'm just saying that the other oh. thing that I want to talk about is, which apparently I've already talked about Mandalorian, and I repeated myself because I'm fucking old, but... Uh, it's okay. The, we'll put you in a nice nursing home. Yeah. yeah I'm sure you will. <laughs> Yikes. Um, the other thing is we all, except for Andy, watched Wonder Woman 84. I didn't watch it. Because uh, he had the brains it's probably better than this it. movie. I mean that's it, a low bar, Andy. <laughs> yeah, it is a low bar, but um, I think it's gotten worse the more I think back on it. Yeah, it's one of I watched this movie that we're going to talk about today, and I still say it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. 
Wait, is it better than Justice League though? Yes. Okay, it's pre- that's again a low bar though. So well, I was gonna say like Justice League is just fucking it, it's a monstrosity. So I mean, this movie we're talking about today, Justice League and Suicide Squad are three of the worst movies I've ever seen. So you just haven't seen enough movies. <laughs> uh, I've seen a You're lot of movies. To the man I've seen who, a lot of. The I've seen a lot of specifically fun. bad movies. Yeah, like well, the room is hilarious. Like it's a modern classic. It's so much fun to watch because it's just like ridiculously funny. But like something like this movie, and we'll get into this more later, is just it's so fucking boring, dude. Like, oh my god. Yeah, just to anyway. just to cover my Wrong. bases before we start live, what, talking about anything about this movie is that I have already forgotten everything that happened in it, but I do remember the sort of like nausea that i was left with after it was done um well, just the general bad taste in my mouth. i'm not done shitting on wonder woman 84 yet oh yeah L- no okay, let's go okay. back to that I've yeah got a lot I, to it say seems about i made a wise too. decision in skipping it I, I i saw trailers for that movie and i was like nope it's gonna suck well I, I i don't know the trailers actually unfortunately um made it look a lot more fun than it was so oh, it looked terrible i didn't watch any trailer. trailers um which was my first mistake um I was just like, ah, the 80s. Interesting. I, Chris Pine is wearing the, the a fanny pack. Like, I'm into it. <laughs> I usually don't get misled by trailers. Like, the only time I can think of I've really been misled by a trailer was Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Because that was a really <laughs> excellently cut trailer for a god-awful shit-stained movie. Um, but, like, when I watched the trailers for this... When, when I watched the trailers for Batman v Superman, I knew it was going to be bad. When I watched the trailers for... Wonder Woman 84, I was like, well, I'm probably going to skip that. When I watched the trailers for Justice League, I knew it was going to be bad. So it te- I tend to be a pretty good El Predicto on the... El uh, Predicto. <laughs> on the, um, on the, trailer, the trailer vibes. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have to say that um, I did see the trailer. I had my suspicions, um, but it looked... Like it could be okay, but um, overall, it had one too many villains, and classic. It it kind of you know a big part of it. If you if you put 1984 in the title, it probably should do a little more about being in 1984 rather than you know like just oh hey here's a fanny pack and some funny clothes and then it never matters again. It really felt like they were. They were trying to ride the high of like Stranger Things, and then like right. you know, oh Dairy God. Girl Everybody's is kind of like that too, things, where it takes so place in the nineties, and all of the music is like nineties music um, in every episode. So uh, you know, I think they were like, ah, look, it's the eighties, and I, like a fool, simply walked in um, through their magic door, being like, Madonna, will will there the be flushes. some wham? Um, and the only wham I got was a punch to the face with bad writing so you know classic <laughs> sounds like classic dc right yeah. there kind, kind of they got dc which is unfortunate which is because, sad because they write with good comics but because the webs well that that that's a good point um and we'll probably talk about some of that today with bvs but um but yeah it was pretty underwhelming i love pedro pascal i mean even though the part was shitty i still like him oh yeah he's good 
Well, that's like you and McGregor in Birds of Prey for me. Like that movie, I did not like that movie very much, but he was a lot of fun. That's in it, sort of so. like me with every actor who was in the Star Wars prequels, which is saying something because I <laughs> enjoyed the Star oh Wars prequels. Oh my god, truth. Uh, yeah, and um, actually, for me, it's like the Star Wars sequels because. Um, oh wait, I, I thought you were talking about the sequels, Megan. I'm 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 uh, I'm with Dad on that front on on the sequels. Well, in both cases, right? There's I think both. Yeah. Good, there's but... there's there's great actors in both trilogies but the material just you know is well we went all El that for like, only do so like much 20 with... fucking hours but uh you can only do so much with a... bad writing and bad directing and bad editing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that unfortunately an actor has the least control over a project so this is true rip. so uh yeah so wonder woman 84 a disappointing thumbs down um rip Andrew, All right, what so about I you? Go. Okay. Prepare your asses. I'm prepared. So wait, wait a I minute, wait. Watch... What? No, I'm prepared. Okay, thanks for that wait. meaningless nope. delay. Wait. Now I'm actually prepared because wow, I this swallowed is hilarious. a burp, so continue. Anyway, okay. So, folks, Cobra Kai Season 3 came out, like, a couple days ago, and I started that out last night, and I gotta say, it's living up to my kitsch hypes, as it always has. Um, it's one of those shows that's kind of a guilty pleasure for me, because it's really fucking stupid, but it's so much fun to watch. Like, it's, it's like a, it's like a karate soap opera, basically, (laughs) but I just have so much fun watching it, because, like, William Zabka and Ralph Macchio are a lot of fun in it, like, together. Um, the guy who plays John Kreese is great, too. Mm. I can't remember his name. It's the same guy, it's all the same, like, actors from the Karate Kid movies, um, and I love the guy who plays, uh, Miguel, too, actually, but I unfortunately can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but, like, it's just one of those shows that's, like, it's really not, like, it's, it's junk food of a show for me, where it's, like, I really love watching it, but I, deep down, I know. <laughs> you, you hate yourself uh, a little bit for it, deep but... Deep <laughs> down, I know, like, this is not high-quality material, you know? <laughs> well, you know, but um, I mean... You know, but but you know, it scratches an itch to some extent that uh, I didn't know I had until I watched it. Yeah, so, I mean, I you know. I haven't seen any of the new season, but I mean, that's the great thing about it is that it it you know it it digs up that old vibe from the old movie, and you know, it does a great job of transplanting it to now and bringing those characters forward thirty years, and everybody in it is great. I feel like the action you know, scenes are actually pretty, pretty, they're like, not good bad. Yeah. I, mean, I think a yeah. couple of the kids maybe aren't great, but other than that, it's, it's pretty solid, you know? So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, and then anyway, yep. the other thing I've been watching in the past couple weeks is a show called K on, uh, it's an anime by Kyoto Annie, which are a really, really great studio. Um, and it's a slice of life show about, four girls who form a band together uh and it's a lot of fun very well written show very well directed um and the animations for them playing their instruments are pretty fucking wildly detailed um but yeah that's what i have for my for my stuff nice nice and uh yeah i think that that kind of does it right megan you talked about your stuff a bit right Yep, I'm, like I said, 
just I was watching. We I finished the Queen's Gambit with you and Mom. When we oh, that's time, right. I forgot to put that down. Which yeah. was <sighs> very good. I I really enjoyed that. I feel like you two didn't enjoy it quite as much as I did, but I had a blast. It's a wild no, ride I... from start to finish. It's the sexiest chess has ever been and will ever be. So you know, Anya Taylor Joy, amazing work. So I will say. Yeah, it was a lot sexier than I thought chess ever would be, for sure. Wait, it's sexy? Well, I mean, she's she's pretty hot, so, you know. I, I do agree with that. Yeah. I, I agree, that anything, wasn't what I was talking about. I was more talking about, like... I do think she's quite attractive. She is very beautiful, but also, like, they have, um... Andy, they have Thomas Brody Sangster. Do you know him? I you would recognize his face. He's head. the adult man from England who looks like he's 12, even though he's, like, 30. Wait, um, who did he play? I, I probably he would. He played the guy in the I leather jacket. That's the everyone on this television the other, show. The US cha- the other US champion, right? Yeah, this is a yeah. man who walks around looking like he's like fucking Neo from the Matrix when in the sixties with like a fedora and a bowie knife. No, and he, he looks plays like chess. <laughs> he looks like even dorkier David Spade. He looks like someone that I like definitely JoJo? would have taken a creative writing class in college with and absolutely hated. <laughs> um, in fact, he might have been there and I just blocked the memory. Yeah, but I, 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 I have to agree. It was uh, it was good. I enjoyed it very much. Um, for some reason, I got stuck on the fact that I don't know why it was a, a period piece about a fictional female chess champion. I mean... Because it's based but. on a book, and that's when the dude wrote, like that's how he wrote it. Okay. Um, I was in the that was like the first thing that played in the credits. So that yeah, there I mean, are fictional reading. period pieces all the time. Yeah. What are you talking about? Every I don't know novel ever written that became a classic is a fictional period piece. I guess I was kind of found my I found myself thinking, oh wow, it's really inspiring. I'm like, wait, that's not real. Yeah, no, it's not real. <laughs> um, tragic. Uh, that just means it's well written. You can right. tell it's fictional because, again, it's sexy and it's about chess. So, um, <laughs> yeah. and it's a period piece yeah. because no one cares about fucking chess now. So, yeah, right. except the Russians. Much. So, um, still. and we all know they have very boring interests over in Russia. Besides, like I don't know. Wow, way to alienate a demographic. Yeah, I, I know yeah, you guys no, were big in Russia, but. Well, we're actually big in Mexico and South America, but, you know. Are you actually? That's bad. We were. Well, no, it was weird. Like, when I was running ads, like. We were big there. Yeah, we're already on the downswing. When I ran some ads um, during, like, the Star Wars and Indiana. Well, more like in the Indiana Jones. The Indiana Jones episodes took off for some reason. No, what was the other one? The biggest one was JoJo's, the part one. JoJo's, yeah. Where we had, like, over 250 listens on that one. But. After that, it tapered off. I found like when we do things like um, like lesser known things, except for the JoJo's one, which had the most listens. Well, JoJo is not lesser known, but it's just lesser known to you. But the follow the follow up to JoJo's only had like a couple dozen people, and then you know for the lesser known things like um, Psycho Pass, we only had like you know a dozen, fifteen or so. Wasn't that your that's, newest um, episode though? That's a great show. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's too bad though because I really enjoyed that show. That was good. Yeah, um, top tier, top tier content right weebs. there. Weebs. Yep. I'm working on it. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah. Stop onward. making dad a weeb, Andy. I I'm I don't know if that's possible. Pretty but we'll sure see. that I was already there. 
but uh Dude, you're a boomer. You're not a weeb. He doesn't I even know. know what, he doesn't know what it means. So I don't even know what the fuck yeah. that means. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. him. It's more fun I'm, this way. I'm. I'm not sure. I care. Anyway, let's get into our main. On topic. to the main topic: Batman v Superman. Dun dun dun. Dawn of Justice. one of the worst movies i've ever seen with my human eyes all right and we're done so <laughs> 28 minutes guys shortest one yeah. yet <laughs> all right see you in a couple weeks um all right so batman v superman dawn of justice 2016 bringing back ben affleck as super i'm sorry as batman this is that would be way better bringing back henry cavill as superman and introducing ben affleck into the into the Batman role for the first time. The bats. Luckily, he's not drunk for the entire movie in this he one. Should be though. Uh, Maybe that, that would least. make it better. Are you sure? I don't know. No, he just um, wishes he was dead like and not much. working on this project. Is what he looks like the entire movie. All I'm saying is, in Justice League, he's like noticeably drunk the entire movie. So, right. um, honestly, if I had been involved with that movie, I would have been drunk all the way through it. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. Um, my question is, when will we as a society let Ben Affleck just go back to Boston and stop making him play Batman and do superhero yeah, movies? Yeah, he's... Just let the man well, drink dunks. I'm going okay, okay, to tell you both... When I first saw him... I'm going to tell you both to put it on fucking pause until we get to that part, because I like Ben Affleck as Batman, but we got some other shit to go through I, first. I used to not have a problem with Ben Affleck as Batman, and now, having watched this again, I think he might be my least favorite besides George Clooney. Um... I disagree. Moving on. Well, my favorite Batman is our Pats as Batman, and his has yet to come out. You haven't even seen it's him because yet. It's because it's not you, yet been filmed. How can you even say that? This doesn't even <laughs> It makes zero sense. My favorite He's is already having Kevin the most Conroy. fun with the role, um, so he apparently nah, doesn't... Conroy did that He's already. not going to do any physical training for the role because he doesn't want to set bad expectations. So I love it already. Let's let's bring Batman back to his roots. <laughs> oh, like uh, um, just a hot a- rich Adam, guy in Adam, a suit. <laughs> Adam West in like a goofy, you know, gray suit. Exactly. And, you know, Quickly, Robin. It'll be faster if we run. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I gotta tell you that goes through my head at least twice a week. So yeah. Um. Anyway, this was you could a, say that lives rent free in your head. This was a big movie. This was kind of the um. Add water, instant franchise, um, extended universe kind of movie, right? So the jump the gun to Avengers, if you will. Yeah, this this uh, this followed directly from Man of Steel, which I liked quite a bit, and we covered a few episodes ago. Um, it's so it brings back like a lot a of six. that cast. We have Amy Adams back as Lois Lane. Uh, Diane Diane Lane is back as um, Martha Kent. Um, Good old Larry Fishburne as uh, Perry White. Larry. And um, some new folks. We have Jesse Eisenberg in it as uh, Lex Zuckerberg. I mean, Luther. Um, 
I have a lot to say. And we have Jeremy what Irons a doing a a very admirable job with um, less than uh, stellar material as Alfred. Um, Holly Hunter, who I actually thought was really good in this with what she had to do. Who was and she again? Gal, she played the senator. Oh. oh. I don't know any of these actors' names except for I don't even know her name. Um, yeah. Well, all the old, just know that all the older actors are very famous and very big actors, except you guys are young and you don't care. Uh, That's Um, not true. I refuse to know any actor's name, so. Fair enough. And good old Gal Gadot introduced as Wonder Woman, also in this movie. So, just to cover the general kind of (laughs) plots. plots, uh, That is a loose interpretation of the word, but... Yeah, I mean, IMDb somehow managed to get this down to one sentence of fearing Good old that the IMDb. action. Right. Uh, they summarized it as fearing that the actions of Superman are left unchecked. Batman takes on the Man of Steel while the world wrestles with what kind of hero it really needs. Which, sure. Man, I don't know how they got that out of I was going to say, that sounds um, like a great movie. I'd love to see it. <laughs> no, that's actually what the whole movie's about. You disagree? I don't think the movie I mean, was about anything. I think it wanted to be about that and then wasn't because it didn't have any focused idea of what it was trying to fucking do. Mm, disagree. And it was more concerned with being an ad for Justice League than anything oh, else. Yeah. Uh, agree on that. Disagree on the first part. Um, I kind of wrote some additional stuff down. I guess it's probably more just down in the details how, of how they execute that very basic plot, but... Beyond Batman taking him on, again, I think Andy likes to coin it as Spider-Man 3-itis, right? You've got... Yes, this movie totally suffers from Spider-Man 3-itis. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean... that There's, oh, like, oh. six villains. You have no idea what anyone's fucking goals are at any point in the movie. Like, oh, my God. The only person you, who has goals in this movie is Amy Adams as Lois Lane. And her goals are boring her as fuck. Her goals are boring oh my as God. fuck because you're expecting a superhero movie, and she is given the material and plays it exactly straight as, like, a political thriller drama, which she's very there's good a... at, but it's not relevant to the movie. No, there's, a guy, totally there's a guy I watch on YouTube. So did you guys, did you guys even... I mean, look, well, look, let me get my... Now that you guys have kind of launched yourselves out there immediately as, as haters of this movie, I want to just interject. Again, my, my milk toast approach to this movie is as it was with Suicide Squad is it's not a great movie by any by any stretch but it is not a complete shit show and actually I found unlike Suicide Squad I found mm-hmm. things to admire and I, I I actually like what he was trying to do I just feel like there was way too much going on it was too much of a mess to pull it all I together. mean I will I... I will say this there are like two scenes I find to be good until Batman kills somebody so well let like... me let's just Hold on to that. I would My just God, like this to is say, totally like the Suicide Squad episode. We're all over the fucking place already. Can I just say one thing? I gotta rein you guys in, or this will be the BVS. Of Let Fight me just with say Mike. one thing. Let me just say one thing. Is that for everyone who's not seen this movie, who listens to this episode, we are using the word "movie" very lightly in quotation marks. It's it's <laughs> literally just a series of scenes, like vignettes, that are like edited together. Okay. And they yes. don't make any. <laughs> Sense. This, they don't make any Megan, sense. No, they're, they're totally tied I, together. Watching they're this tied movie, together. Watching let, this Andy, movie let Andy was, talk. Watching this movie, okay. So I've hated this movie for five years now. Um, 
since I first saw the trailer for it and then watched it and it was terrible. Um, but I discovered a new thing to hate about this movie while watching it this time through, which is that it's really, really fucking boring. There's no narrative um, That So that's I can't, true. I, I, find I, can't, that to be I can't argue true. with either of those, but go ahead. But, like, this movie... So, like, when I'm going to a superhero movie, right, I want to see either an interesting genre movie, like how Ant-Man kind of was like a heist movie. movie comes out to be like a seven. You know, Spider-Man Homecoming, it's like a fun teen comedy, right? Lots of fun. It's kind of like super bad, but less raunchy and with Spider-Man, right? Like, but when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, okay, so this movie's not really one of those, like, genre superhero movies. It's more of a traditional superhero movie, right? So I'm going to see some really cool action in this movie a lot of the time, is what I'm looking for. And instead, I'm just watching Lois Lane track a bullet back to Lex Luthor for, like, 90% of the fucking movie. The color palette is, like, gray. There's never another color except for gray for the entire movie. And I think there's, like, a gray filter on all the footage or something like that to make it look even more washed out and drained of life. And nobody's ever happy. Everybody is constantly dour. And, like, it just is so... It's such a slog. Like, I'm... I, I wanted to, like, fall asleep halfway through the fucking thing this Here's time. Here's what I think they well, were going just for. Dreadful. Is they were trying to emulate Captain America Winter Soldier, the greatest superhero movie ever made, one of the best movies of all time. Um, no arguments. Obviously, how could you argue with that? They want it to be a political thriller slash superhero movie, which is what Captain America Winter Soldier did first and better um, and right. And then they tried to do it, and they were like, so in, in, in the Captain America movie, it's kind of like vaguely like desaturated a little bit and like there's like drama and political things but like that it's like it's also a superhero movie like it actually like plays into the superhero movie stuff like it opens with a great like heist fight scene in that movie this movie just like opened with a heavy-handed 9-11 metaphor that made you sad for like the whole first 20 minutes Oh, oh, okay. This is actually pushing me into something I need to talk I'm gonna about. Need, right? I'm going to need to get a word this in edgewise is... here. Some Why? No one okay, wants but to I have to jump. I have to jump. Movie. It's bad. I have to jump on this right well, away. I have I to think jump you on guys this right are away, just though. fucking wrong on some of this shit, but go ahead. Well, listen, I have to I have to jump in right away because this is something that is that is that is tied to the rest of the movie, right? So, Megan's talking about this 9/11 metaphor they have at the beginning, right? Okay. And I'm like, cool. Like, so supposedly the idea is like the people fear superman right but what he's got a fucking statue in metropolis no no he no, did 9 11 no, and no, now he has no, a statue no like, you're, what? you're wrong you're wrong i do not gonna, understand what fucking, the message I think is i think your point is on that is just wrong i don't think that's it i think people are torn so i'm going to describe it a little bit because the movie opens with what i think is a great action sequence and it does a great job of establishing why Bruce Wayne is driven to the brink. It's a personal stake. It opens with a ground level view of this 9-11 event, which is, which is the end battle between um, the uh, Man of Steel, between the Kryptonians and General Zod and Superman, right? And so Ben Affleck shows up. He, it, it, the movie opens with him 
you know, well, there's a dream sequence that opens it, but the but the already bad. Opening... There should be no dream sequences in the superhero movie. Yeah, I, I didn't really see the point of that, but that's fine. They just, you know, they had to tell. At least they did. They spent only five minutes describing the origin of Bruce Wayne and Batman again, so that's fine. Dream if you're, sequence. If you're opening zip it, zip it. You had your chance. <laughs> now it's mine. And so it opens with this the sequence of Bruce Wayne choppering in from Gotham while this battle's going on. And while this battle's going on, thousands of people are just getting fucking waxed. It, it's a war between these gods. And it says, it's introduced as mankind is introduced to the Superman. And so as he gets, everybody's Superman. running away Ugh. from from Metropolis and Bruce Wayne, as a hero, he's concerned about his people trapped in Metropolis He's trying to get to them. He's running into the danger. He hops in a car. And I, I actually love this sequence. I was fucking awed by, you know, him racing through the streets of Metropolis in a car, trying to get to where the, where all the killing's happening between these uh, massive superpowered beings. And so... I'm going to give you this. Yeah, I'm you're not... This is You're the not... only time that Batman is properly characterized in the whole I movie. Agree. Fair enough. It's the only time. Oh, I, I'm not going to deny that. But so at least I understand. Well, I, I will say, I, yeah, I understand your point. I get it. And I've heard it a million times. Because we said it a million times while we were Because you said it a million times <laughs> and now a million and one. And so that opening sequence to me does a great job of establishing, you know, when he looks up at the sky and he sees that end sequence of, of Superman and Zod grappling in what would be the final um, confrontation between them. But all he can see is these two... It's like uh, the analogy is people being, you know, bombed, right? There, There's the planes going overhead just, just completely disassociated from the killing they're doing. Uh and the people on the ground that are being murdered and directly affected. He looks up at that, and you, you instantly know, whether it's ham-fisted or not, what his motivation is. And from that point in, I do have some problems with some of the other stuff. But I, I at least I understand the motivation. It's well done. It's a great action sequence. And, and I don't think that it's true that it's just boring all the way through. But they do spend a lot of time. You know, the whole point of him... Uh, of Superman rescuing Lois Lane in Africa, wherever that was, uh, in the beginning, it's her unraveling the mystery that Lex Luthor has been pulling the strings all along to pit them against each other. Every the whole premise of the movie is there are two camp. People are divided into two camps: people who are slavishly worshiping Superman and just see him as their savior. And honestly, one thing we're not going to disagree on at all is again shitloads oh, of ham fisted so yeah stuff. So lots bad. of jesus oh i hate it I um hate it. and the other camp of people who are afraid of what he can do right they saw firsthand what 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 one of these people can do and they don't really have anything that can stop them that they're aware of when the movie begins and so literally they're only living by the good graces of of superman's goodwill and so that is the fear, right? That's what's driving Bruce Wayne, is that he's seen all of these people he knew, that he hired, that he nurtured, um, you know, and 
and people he knew and was friends with for a long time were just murdered by these people that just don't seem to care. And so from his viewpoint, how can he just trust that they just put their hands, you know, he says it in the movie, right? How, if there's even one chance, 1% chance that he could go psycho and kill everybody on earth, then he feels it's his responsibility to neutralize that threat. Lex Luthor is also kind of coming Very at it. Very like Batman to think like that. Yes. But the, but the point is, is he's lost his mind, right? So this is where we get into uh, the stuff that, you know, the source material that it's kind of drawing from, right? It's kind of drawing from way too many things, but it's drawing from two. The quote, it's adapting the Dark Knight Returns defense. A little bit. Yeah. Yep. I know you guys. I love that. See, unlike you guys, I don't go to the internet to tell me what to think. Well, I actually I don't think about do that. this myself. Wow. Here's my, here's wow. my <laughs> personal opinion that I just thought. Nice. Also, you absolutely do not think for yourself. You just let whoever Nobody just directed that movie tell you that it was a good No, movie. I let him but, tell um, me the, the story they want to tell, and I was absorbing it. Now, now, to one thing, the things I will definitely agree with you guys on, to finish where I was coming from, was um, that despite the fact that I, I, I like the theme and the question of, like, it, it kind of really at the core of this still is the idea of Watchmen, right? Who watches the Watchers, right? Who, you know, how do you protect yourself from something that has near unlimited power? Also, the, the same a lot of the same 9-11 stuff about freedom versus security right how much of your liberty are you going to sacrifice um do you give into fear over your ideals right that's the holly hunter character right trying to emphasize that that you know she does not want to sacrifice her ideals to create basically a weapon designed to assassinate somebody right which is kind of funny coming from a senator but hey we'll take it so, but, but where I agree with you guys for sure is if they had stuck to that and maybe had a little bit more, um, uh, action in it, then it might've been a better movie. Maybe not because I also agree it was way too dour. They don't do a good, he, Zack Snyder has a real hard time, you know, making a superhero movie fun. And that's been a knock against him all yeah. along. And the other thing I agree with you guys on is just, like I said, there's too much going on. The doomsday thing, you know, it's like Phoenix, right? Dude, I said totally this during the jumps movie. The shark. It totally jumps the shark. Yeah. Like right after, right after the Batman v Superman fight. And then like they go save his mom and you're like, all right, movie's over. Awesome. Right. Awesome. And then there's like 30 more minutes of the, of it jumping the shark and the death of Superman happening in literally half an hour with no foreshadowing. It's, it's really a lot. And also here's what I, where I'm coming from. It's my same thoughts that I had for Wonder Woman 1984 is like, this had the potential, like the bare bones of this script probably had the potential to be a really interesting superhero movie if it hadn't already been done by Captain America Winter Soldier first. But um, like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think this was Captain well, America. I think Winter it's trying Soldier, to but... address different stuff than Captain right. Winter well, Soldier. But like, like, the problem is, it's ineptly written, yeah, so it right. doesn't work. The, I, the general idea of like, oh, what if everyone realized that Superman could like actually like kill everyone? And then people had to, like, deal with that. That's fine. I just don't understand why fucking Batman has to be in it. Like, just make a, like, third super Superman well, movie or whatever. That, this that's, is, yeah, or you have this Superman is... conflict with Lex Luthor. Like, Lex Luthor is leading the charge against him. Yeah. That lo- lowers well, down this, the amount well, of... Can I just say, this is why I also didn't, like... This is the problem that I have with a lot of, like, second or third, like, superhero movies. Is they're like, okay, now we gotta get the whole gang in here to make you really want to watch all the yes. other ones and 
You have to pay to yes. watch all the other oh ones too to get it. And it's like, I don't want to do that. I, I want to go into a superhero movie. I don't want to need to know anything about the comics or have seen any of the other movies, like, unless it's like a direct sequel. Like, if it's Batman v Superman, you should be able to hop into this movie with no prior knowledge of Superman movies or like Batman movies in particular. Like, well, you know but what I don't, I, mean? like, I don't, I don't think you needed to know the previous Man of Steel movie i my argument is that you definitely uh, do because i have never seen it and I, watching that I first scene i had no idea that it was the end of the man of steel movie i was just watching it and i was like wow this is a weird yeah. ham-fisted 9-11 like metaphor that they're going for that seems to come out of nowhere like what it, yeah. where is this from it seems like a very weird thing to just be like now we're doing 9-11 in metropolis and um like that's going to be the motivation for, like that's the inciting action for this whole movie like it didn't really make sense to me and then, like yeah oh, sorry well i was uh, just gonna on. say like it could have been so good if they were just like this is a superman movie and it's about superman but as and, andy yeah, said I, earlier they were like it's a justice league trailer and batman is fighting superman like i don't it's so unnecessary there's like two different trailer breaks too in the it's, entire it's thing. It's so funny. What do you mean? It's uh, trailer bizarre. Break? Oh, the one, the one for sure was, uh, I think, the Flash dream sequence, right? Oh my God! What even was that? Yeah, that was terrible. Oh my God! It's like flashing forward to like some kind of Justice League movie they're trying to advertise for that's never going to happen now, and there's like parademons and Superman working with fucking dark side or something like that like well, you see apocalyptic imagery and then like there's superman's regime too so you have no idea what the fuck is supposed to be going on and like well i i did just i did get like that. it feels like they just put it feels like they just put comic book iconography into like a blender and then shuffled it up and then it just said okay now we're gonna have batman shoot people with guns and well, that's what this movie is no, like that, that whole it's like they made a bot read every DC comic book and then script a movie, and then they just shot well, it straight from I, the bot script. I didn't know Except where it, it didn't read any Batman. When I when comics. I originally saw that whole sequence, so the sequence that we're talking about was where uh, Bruce Wayne's trying to decrypt the drive of stuff that he got from Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, um, and get to he's been trying to find out, um, you know, where this big piece of kryptonite's going to be coming in from or something like that and he falls asleep and he has this dream sequence where earth is it's like this uh post-apocalyptic scene um where the world seems divided into like uh like people who follow superman and he's kind of got his underground group that's trying to fight them that's what i took from it but i think the whole sequence is supposed to establish that that um at some point Superman loses his mind, and and it seems to be related to Lois Lane. That's what the Flash point, uh, the Flash part about that after is that the Flash is time traveling back. That's not what Flashpoint is about. No, 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 not not Flashpoint. I meant that's what the Flash (laughs) space, Flash's space point was about when he comes back through in that dream thing. So he's, but I did read later what I didn't know when I was watching it the first time was that that whole sequence was based on some dark side uh, storyline in the comics where, what is it? Uh, it's like the life equation or something. He somehow the anti-life equation, anti-life equation, right? He, he 
bends Superman to his will through this anti-life equation or something like that. That's what that was. That is a thing that can happen. Right. So that was. But Batman still wouldn't be using guns in that scenario. Well, I but don't know. What you didn't I know can't... is that um, Lex Luthor also made a magic and... potion called Gunitis um, and gave it to Batman. <laughs> Gunitis. Um, they gave it to him in the beginning of this one, too, but they cut that scene. Well, you had to watch the three-hour so extended version. I need to. Okay, here's the thing. I need to. So this needs to get to my biggest gripe with this movie, which is. Zack Snyder just hates Batman or something, or like <laughs> despises Batman. And allow me to quote to show you that he fundamentally does not understand this character. <clears throat> quote Everyone says that about Batman Begins. Batman's dark. I'm like, okay, no. Batman's cool. He gets to go to a Tibetan monastery and be trained by ninjas. Okay. I want to do that. But he doesn't like get raped in prison. That could happen in my movie. If you want to, if you want to talk about dark, that's how that would go. Only a white man would so. be like, you know what superhero movies need? Rape. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> you know what? Batman is not. Well, you know what's, you know what's not. It's not a joke because there, there is rape in Watchmen, which is the movie he did, the 2009 adaptation of Watchmen, which he also didn't understand. I think it's very um, clear that I just have personal beef with Zack Snyder now, um, which I think is valid. So yeah, he does. That quote does make him kind of sound like a dipshit for sure. Um, um, it doesn't he, make him sound like a fundamentally dipshit. He just is a dipshit. <laughs> in watching this movie. It seems like Zack Snyder resents everything interesting about Batman's character. Because you know what? I think it could be a cool story to have Batman think, you know, maybe I have to kill Superman, right? And he's thinking to himself, like, man, I've never broken my rule before. Like, this is the one thing that drives me is the preservation of life. But, like, am I going to preserve more lives in this scenario if I kill this one guy? Like, do I have to... Am I going to have to cross that line here? Dark Knight talks about this kind of... but. I think it would be effective to have him think about that, to be like, man, well, I might have to kill this guy. Until... But no, Batman literally just looks at Superman in the beginning. He's like, all right, time to murder somebody. Like, he jumps from literally the moment he the moment he sees him, he thinks, that man's on my death list. Well, I'm going to fucking kill him. There, there, like, there are some great uh, things, though. Like, I, I loved... Um jeremy irons kind of speech as alfred like in the beginning where he goes yeah but it doesn't like alfred okay you know what would be super effective too if Zack snyder wants to go the stupid fucking route where he's like batman's killing people now you know what have alfred not even be there show something like or even have a scene at the beginning where alfred's like bruce i can't do this anymore with the way you've gone and have him leave like something like that man so, i don't fucking know so one like, thing's for sure this is not this is not a great rendition of Batman, like, like the dark Knight movies were. And, sure. and what shows me that he, what shows me that it's not just like, he's trying to do something different with the, like interesting with the character or something is that even after Batman, like sees the error of his ways and reconciles with Superman, he firebombs people and then burns someone's face off with a flamethrower in the next scene. So, well, I guess I have a, know, I guess, is that Lex I guess Luther gave Batman, Flamethrower itis. Well, I guess the question I have though, like in that, so there's there's some things that just clearly are just not great. Like when he's there's there's a little too much murdery uh, behavior for sure, and then there's the whole thing where he's like branding people that is like they a don't death even sentence. make a big deal about it. Like I would see like I would think that 
Alfred would make a bigger deal out of Bruce routinely killing people than he does in this movie. There's like a couple points where he's like limp-wristedly says like, Bruce, I think you're going too far. You know, like, he would not stand to see Bruce go down this dark of a path. You know what I mean? It's just... So here, the here's... Characters, the, go ahead. The, the people writing these characters in this movie fundamentally do not understand what the, who the characters are and what makes them interesting. So, so to, to contrast what you're saying with where I thought it was better done was even though it was still a little bit quick and I still argue with, you know, my friend Lou about this is the end of man of steel where he has to kill Zod. I, I agree. That's better. Done. That's what more well done because uh, Megan, you didn't see that, but basically that whole sequence in the beginning where it's the battle, like I was describing between, which I've just now realized is the end of man of steel. Yes. Right. So the end of that yeah. movie is, uh, so basically Zod's whole purpose, his whole mission in life was to protect Krypton, right? He was, he was, he, he was a general and, and, you know, when they find Kal-El on earth, his mission was to recreate Krypton, even at the expense of killing everybody on earth. And when he was, when he was stopped, he was, you know, he makes this great speech about how basically Kal-El robbed him of his mission in life and his purpose. And then he says, I'm just going to fucking kill everybody here on this planet and make you watch. And at the end, you know, long push comes to shove at the at the end. Long story short, you know, he realizes he can't stop him unless he kills him and he kills him. And and this drives the Superman purist fucking batshit like like, um, you know, like I had this I've had this argument with Lou Rossi like 10 times about about. Uh, you know, he just won't move like Superman doesn't kill. Uh, oh, sure, he kills would, just this time. Here's the thing. And I would say and my would argument argue, was was that this was the event that led him to realize he can never kill again. And guess what? This movie ruins that. Because Even you for know him? What? He literally murders people in this movie. And then there's, Wait, who did he murder? there's the courtroom. Who did he murder? He murdered the guy in Africa. He no, he, How do you know that? He does kill her. And then there's a woman who comes before him and she says thousands of people or like many people dead. No, or you like know that. what happened that they you find out that all of that was a setup. Those guys in the beginning, he didn't kill anybody. You don't even know if he killed the guy that was threatening Lois Lane. Well, then clearly they did not convey they that. They didn't convey that properly, didn't up but that he shit. didn't kill anybody else in that camp. That was all a but, setup. But then guess what? There's that scene where the courtroom bombing happens, oh my God. the guy in the chair, and Superman, who has literal x-ray vision, it was and cased totally finds out they those bombs. explained it. Oh my God, but and, my no, argument but then he is, says, Superman... He says, maybe I... They, they ask him, like, oh, why didn't you... She says, like, why didn't you save him? And he's like, I'm afraid it was because I didn't want to, or something. My no, argument... Listen, no, no. listen, listen. My argument is, Superman literally has the power to go back in time. Why no, would he just not, not no, no, do no, that? No, he oh, no, he, no, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, I thought they were was, trying to do something interesting. With no, these that was the old Superman 78. And honestly, when we talked about that, we talked about what horseshit that was. So you mean like where he spins the planet backwards? Listen, just let him do that. Honestly, it's no though, less that's perfectly appropriate for that movie. Laser vision. Like, what the fuck? No, I mean, you know, that there's, there's, there's definitely like, there's like a certain point where, you know, I'll accept a lot of magic, but then you can't just like tell me you're going to turn the Earth backwards in its rotation and not kill everybody on the planet. So that's where, here's, here's where, where I draw I the line. On this is like, if you're going to make a superhero movie, 
Why does it have to be realistic? Here's- I'm sick of realistic superhero movies. I'm here for fucking fun. I'm here to escape the 21st century. Like, I just want to live in a fun world where there are superheroes. Like, if I'm here for a superhero movie, I'm not here for, like, dark, edgy realism. I'm here to have a good time and maybe watch some shit blow up and some guys get flipped around. Like, I don't care about, well, like, oh, there's a limit to how much you can do with, like, your superpowers. No, no, superpowers. no. It's, it's, like, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. It just can't be shark jumpy. Like, it can't be, like, um... Like when Doomsday comes when around. Doomsday yeah, comes if, around. Only the, if only there was an but, example well, of a superhero so, movie jumping the shark. I'm going to so do it, example, Fonz. Or no, wait, Fonz is going to jump the shark. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, Fonz he's is, doing a, it. A common, a, common, a common theme of the stuff we talk about is is um, and is and how DC fails and how Marvel succeeds in these movies, which is a lot of the stuff you're talking about, Meg, which is they understand the balance between making it real enough to be able to and you know uh maybe not identify with this too strong a word but you know you you can you can touch base with it to a point it's just real enough to to ground you in that world in that universe but they make it fun even in winter soldier which is a fairly dark marvel movie has a lot I'd of fun it's movies. probably the darkest one to be honest i, with I you. think it is too yeah and and I but I don't think that this movie is a direct analogy to that movie. I think Winter Soldier was really, and I I didn't think of this till I read it a review of it, but it it really is trying to be like um like a seventies political thriller in a superhero movie, right? Yeah, it's not it's not like it's doing something different, and I think I think sometimes Marvel can actually do that. I think it fails at doing that sometimes. Um, yeah, I agree. It definitely has, but I think um, it definitely succeeded with the Winter Soldier in that it was like, okay, we're going to do this really interesting thing where we're going to have we have the opportunity to do like political commentary here about mm. the real world and the superhero world. But where I think um, that movie succeeds, and I'm not saying it's a direct allegory, but I am saying that like. DC looked at that movie and was like, oh man, we gotta do something, like, we gotta get serious here. Like, you know, like, I'm not saying that, like, DC is copying everything Marvel does, but I am saying that Marvel definitely did do it all first. Well, um, I don't, oh, Megan, so this is where you're wrong. DC's not copying Marvel. They're trying to copy Chris Nolan's Batman trilogy. They're chasing the shadow of the Dark Knight, and they have been since 2008, and it's not fucking I, I think it's Because right. they don't have anywhere near I the think quality it's two of writing things. or direction I, I think that's going on I in think, that movie. I think they're trying to chase that success, but I think they're really suffering a, a bad case of... Uh, of extended universe envy right like they this movie yeah. was clearly like, like they didn't put in the work like andy said right this this movie definitely is supposed to be the two and a half hour trailer for justice league right yeah you, it's so, you introduce go ahead i would just like so marvel when they planned out their whole um you know superhero like marvel cinematic universe thing was doing something very ambitious. They were essentially trying to do a movie television show, which that could be jumped into at any point, basically. Um, mm-hmm. It was very ambitious. I personally think they sort of fumbled the ball at the end there, but I know that's a minority opinion on this yep. podcast. <laughs> but I mean, in general, 
I mean, either way you look at it, I think the finale to that, like, arc or whatever they're calling it of the Marvel Cinematic Universe was pretty mediocre, even if you're, if, even if you don't think the movies were bad, I think it's sort of, like, lackluster. But, um, like, what was I saying? It's a hot take. Oh, hang on. I don't know. That's, that's not a hot take anywhere except this podcast. But, um... Wait, what's a hot take? That the the end of the, like, Endgame and Infinity War were kind of, like... They they did some. That's a pretty hot. Take. No, that's a hot take. I, I said think it's you're not definitely a hot take. That's a hot minority. This podcast. No, I mean disagree. Endgame, Listen, Endgame is not like. I, I will say this. Know. I will say this. Endgame is not like a great movie. I had fun with it, but it's well, not like a great movie. Saying. Infinity War though is pretty universally liked, at least among most nerds. So, spheres, so. I thought so it the was problem. meh, but we're not talking about that. What I'm what I was talking about was like. The problem with DC trying to do the same thing, because you can't argue that they're not trying to do the same thing, is that they don't approach it the way that Marvel does. They're literally right. just making these movies that, like, you have to watch the other ones to get it. And this one is literally, like Andy has said, is just a trailer for the other movies. It's, like, so unnecessary. Like... Like, I don't understand why they did it at all. <laughs> you don't need it for any of the other movies that come after it. Yeah, I, I think... So, maybe later we can talk about what you guys think they could have done. I mean, just if you were going to start You want over, our script like, rewrites? Well, I would but, have to totally scrap but, but, the entire script. No, no, honestly. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, what... Like, we can talk later about what story you thought would have done the job of launching the whole Justice League universe. But... but you know, there's no doubt, right? They they were five years behind the ball on, on what Marvel was doing, and they wanted to jumpstart it. And the gamble was that, unlike the Marvel characters, everybody in the world knows who Batman is, who Wonder Woman is, and who yeah, Superman DC's is. Yeah, DC's Golden Trio are already really well known. Right. And, yeah, they have... So you would agree, right, guys, that, that basically, for the most part, more elite... At least up until about ten years ago, there was a much, much larger group of people that knew knew who the DC people were. I mean, beyond those three, everybody I mean, knew I've Green known Lantern, Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman are since I was like yeah. eight. Right. So yeah. Right. Uh, Green Lantern. Right. I mean, there's there's plenty of characters that people know from from Aquaman. Right. Um, and you know. When they were starting with the Marvel stuff, nobody knew who the fuck Iron Man was. Most people didn't anyway, or Thor, or anything. That's I definitely didn't. So Marvel had a different problem. I mean, Marvel was basically like, you know Spider-Man, maybe you know Captain America. Right, and 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 Marvel, yeah, they didn't own stuff like Spider-Man for movies, right? Sony still owns Spider-Man, and they could... That's why they went with those B characters. What's that? I said, unfortunately. <laughs> right. They still own Spider-Man. Right. It's funny that we could write it. We could talk a whole fucking show about how Sony is just murdering whatever IP they Dude, own. Dude, I, I actually take it back. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is worse than this movie. I would just like to say. <laughs> I would but just, that was not a Marvel movie. I would just like to say a personal, yeah, right. a personal thank you to Sony for holding the line against Disney. They're apparently the last man standing holding Spider-Man's so, vestiges of Spider-Man's IP back from Disney. No, honestly, as I mean, the smartest thing they did was they gave the creative control over to Marvel and just kept the IP and the money. I mean, that's right. that's the best 
marriage. <laughs> Let them write the stories because Sony's Spider-Man Besides, like, movies... it's not like Disney needs the money anyway. No, right? No, like, and they're, they already they're just are trying to Pokemon. Richer than God. They're just trying to Pokemon catch them all every existing <laughs> media in existence. Like <laughs> that's my fun. Gotta catch them all. Gotta, gotta catch them all. What was that? Monopolies. I said, gotta catch them all. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. If you Cla- saw Mickey classic Mouse, Andy bit. if you saw Mickey Mouse in a Pokemon trainer battle, would you or would you not kill him? Go, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> like Pikachu, I choose you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get uh, sued for that impression. Um, if anything, probably. Mickey Mouse is a Pokemon, so like I don't know. Exactly. But... If you can find a big enough Pokeball. <laughs> Well, I I was kind of just to bounce around a little bit. I was kind of um, going through some of the notes, and the one thing that jumped out at me was going on a gap year. Oh my Wait, god! I forgot about that. That's how bad this movie is. Is that you keep bringing up scenes? Oh my that god! I Superman's about. gap Superman's year. Superman's gap Holy year. Holy shit! Is... So, <laughs> but I mean that is that that part that scene was just out of nowhere, but. But the one thing that I yeah, so there was that line that made me laugh, and then the one thing I I couldn't figure out though is I didn't sense the di- like Andy you kept bringing up like how bad like uh, Kevin Costner kept slipping in out of accent. I didn't even hear that. He he sounds different. It's fucking bizarre. You have to. This was pointed out to me by someone on the internet. So you uh you have the internet to thank for that one. But if you play side by side like him talking in Man of Steel and him talking in BVS in that clip, it sounds like he's putting on a fake accent in Batman v Superman and not in Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. And it's just bizarre. Yeah, Uh, I guess I didn't pick up on that, but um, maybe he was was trying to be more folksy uh, Kansas farmer in in this one. Shout out to to Cosmonaut Variety Hour for pointing that out, because he's great. You should check him out. What were you saying, Meg? Um, I was just going to say, like, that whole sequence feels like a fever dream like that you have in the middle of the movie where Superman, for anyone who's wondering, disappears himself from the Capitol building. Unexplained, if I remember correctly. He doesn't try to help just, anybody after this bombing happens. And he just flies away just, to go on his gap and year. And he just well. wanders into, like, the Himalayas for a while to, like, I don't know, smoke weed and find himself and, like, <laughs> drop some ayahuasca or, like, acid or something and hallucinates an, like, vision of his dad chopping wood on the top of Mount Everest. Like, it's it's Oh, I thought he was stacking rocks or something. Yeah, I don't know. Either it way... Was, it was dumb regardless. Either way, FYI, kids, do not do... Do not make your own cairns when you're hiking those rock stacks they're made by park rangers for trail markers and if you make your own you'll confuse people so don't do what kevin costner did during his son's acid trip in the himalayas well i thought that um sorry about that i thought that um that whole thing so there were two confusing elements well okay Two that stand There's out two? <laughs> all right. <laughs> There's a lot more right. than two in my all right. opinion. Hang on, hang on. Uh, in this particular case, I felt like, you know, it should have been just a dream sequence, right? Like he's dreaming about his father, that kind of thing. Yeah, like maybe he misses his dad a lot. Like, oh, dad, I wish you were here to guide me. 
And well, like, that's that's kind of what that was, but yeah, it was but just it's not. bad. Yeah, but why do you have to go to the mountains? If, I feel right. like if, if we <laughs> well, that's what I mean. If it was like a dream with his dad, then it's you're not like he's not taking the gap here. I feel like maybe in the extent in the three hour extended edition, they don't cut the part where he's falling asleep or something. Like I don't know. <laughs> Uh yeah, I maybe don't know. He, maybe I'm, he lays point, down like if he's gonna the... if he's gonna run away from the world, you'd think Superman would just go to the Fortress of Solitude, no, to, which maybe already he exists. Just laid down in the middle of the burning Capitol building, took a quick power nap, dreamt about his dad, and then disappeared. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's definitely not not uh, it's it's almost like a non sequitur. I mean, it it does like many of the scenes in this movie. It the, appears yeah, to come out the other of thing too was. I, I actually kind of liked the uh, the um, dark side sequence with the parademons a little bit, but I did agree. Oh, like after that. watching it this time with you guys, when Andy said, "Like wait a minute, is this part of the Flash thing, or is this like because when Flash shows up, you know, and it, it you're not sure if it's a dream." Or if he's really coming. They to, cut like okay. They cut like he woke up out of a dream to the part where the Flash comes and talks to him, and then again they cut to like he woke up out of a dream. What happened? It's a no. dream. What the inside fuck a happened? Dream inside Did the Flash dream. go back in time into Bruce Wayne's dream I'm, I'm, and talk I'm to him? Kind of, Did he enter Inception into his brain? I, what happened? I, I don't it know. Me you... of one of my favorite Teen Wolf plot lines where they're constantly stuck inside dreams. Um... <laughs> That's a so, joke for that's a joke for Thalia when she listens because I told her I was recording this and she said to I, drop I, her the link. So that's a reference for Thalia. I I can understand like if something is kind of injecting this possible future into his head. I, I've I've kind of sitting here thinking about it was like, okay, they, you could probably retcon that if Flash is trying to time travel back to warn him somehow he accidentally gives him this premonition of the future or a possible future. But it's not really. It's not like, really clear. That's not Flash's power. What? No, no. I'm just saying. Like, can Flash no. go into different universes? Or am I? Fla- no, sorry. no, no. So well, he real- can. So, but Flash can. Flash can time travel. Let me clear this yeah. air. I know. And this he stuff. can. And he Flash can, cross, can time travel. And he can cross dimension. I mean, the Flash is so ridiculous. But he can't implant images. What? He cannot implant images of the future in your brain no, 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 as a no. dream what sequence. I, let me like, let me explain that a little better. What I meant was that. And again, this is not really a good explanation because you got to really fucking bend over backwards to make it even like sound half decent. But that maybe as part of him kind of tearing a hole basically in space time to talk to past alternate reality Bruce Wayne, he ends up possibly, you know, leaking over, you know, that possible future. In, into Bruce's mind, or something like that. I don't know. It, and you know what? It's, you know what it's I say pretty that? fucking. If you got to go that far to explain it's it, not good. It doesn't it's make bad sense. Writing. It's not, well, it it yeah, it doesn't hold up, and that is like that is a pretty. Um, here's uh, a side. Here's a side question that I have for you. Um, that's basically not related to this um, movie at all. But my question is: Is the CW Flash show canon in the DC cinematic no. universe? No, God and I wish damn it, it was. That's the best piece of DC media ever made. Dude, honestly, the Flash show is so good. Honestly, the Arrowverse on CW no, does a much better job. than the DCEU. No, disgusting. 
I haven't even seen Arrow, and I have better taste. No, than I'm that. just saying they call it. There's they two call good it, seasons of Arrow. It, there's two good seasons of Arrow. They call it the Arrowverse. Arrow and and Andy's so. right. The best, the best parts of the first two seasons, but they call it the Arrowverse because he spawned all those shows, including Flash. Okay, gotcha. It's a That's... separate television universe. Right. Yes, and it's better and it's than better the DC cinematic the DC universe. Cinematic universe. <laughs> because if you're okay, and they understand the characters this more. This is this is the problem. That's with, right. I with think you're all right. with all adaptations, is that. 99% of them could be done better as a television show. I'm talking oh, sure. books. I'm talking plays. I'm talking other movies. Like, I mean, comics do lend themselves to serialized telling exactly. anyway. So, like, It's like, why would you so, try to force something like, I don't that, know, like a 20-issue comic run into a two-hour movie, which is already so, too long for a superhero movie, because I believe that all superhero movies should be 90 minutes or less, as befits any comic movie, so... Uh, except The Dark Knight. But, um... Dark Knight's really. Cool. I, I don't know. It just got me thinking about the Arrowverse again. And, and the, but the guy who runs that whole thing on CW, I, I don't know. Berlanti. Berlanti. Well, no. The, the thing is, like, to what you were pointing, what you guys were pointing out was that that's that's what they that's what they did, which was they through Arrow introduced um, live action connected comic book shows in a comic book format weekly hour longs sometimes they would go multiple episodes but largely self-contained although there's a fair amount of of through arc you know soap opera stuff well and then there's like later on there's like crossover episodes right. and stuff it's like between they, other they people. have the giant size like big crossover or, events yeah. which are cool they, they did have... crisis on infinite earths they did flashpoint on the flash show right they have the um, guy yeah. from rent um, and right. they do a musical Wait. episode because oh my God, every right. person Jesse on the Flash TV show can actually sing, and it's the only good example of a musical episode besides the Buffy musical episode. I'm, I have a lot of opinions on that. Wait, when is the musical episode in the Flash? Because I haven't seen that. You one. should go back and find it. I don't remember which season it's in, but um, the, it's a crossover episode out. with Supergirl because the girl who plays Supergirl and the guy who plays Flash were both on Glee. They were both in Newsies, no, right? No, they were both or, on Glee. Well, they yeah. might, oh, that's yeah. what it is. I know Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin was definitely in Newsies, yes, though, right? Yes, Jeremy Am I Jordan. crazy about this? Yeah. No, no, no. Jeremy Jordan was in um, Newsies, <laughs> and he's in Supergirl. And that concludes okay, okay. the Broadway portion. Let me talk our, more uh... about Broadway. To get back on topic real quick, though, I do have one question about this movie. Sure. So, why is Wonder Woman in it? Great question. She doesn't do anything. Uh, Terrible that, choice. That would be the Justice League trailer. But... She does nothing in this whole movie. The, except I, like, make the score good every time she appears on I was. Uh, I don't really so like So, one Wonder note Woman I theme. made was that the Wonder Woman theme is fucking bananas. The Wonder good. Woman theme slaps. Yeah. I'm not it so is, hot on it. The Wonder Woman theme is the only recognizable comic book movie theme. Like, you could play it to a person on the street, and if they've seen, like comic book movies they'd be like oh yeah that's I, a Wonder Woman I, theme. I hope you're not going to say that it's the that they it, it's the one recognizable theme say more than john williams superman or no i'm know, saying like, from i or, just um, said fuck, from modern who wrote, comic book movies what's who wrote the original batman theme oh my god 88 batman who wrote the theme oh I'm fucking danny forgetting. elfman danny elfman no, that's, I was, it is. that's I, one of the most recognizable i was saying ones too. from modern comic book movies <laughs> okay. it's like oh what's the iron man theme song there isn't one. There isn't one. Uh, yeah, Iron Man by uh, whatchamacallit. Uh, 
Uh, you don't even know who writes the score. The, when a score to a movie is no, good, it, it you was, know who uh, wrote the score. Ozzy Osbourne, what was his band? Yes. Huh? He is agreeing with to me. what Megan said. If you what? if a score of a movie is good, you know who wrote the score. Ask me, ask me who wrote Dude, the that's score. That's the thing about Man of Steel too. I like. Man of Steel's score goes so hard, but it just does not deserve it. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> Hans Zimmer did both this movie and the other one, but I couldn't tell you anything about this movie's score other than the Wonder Woman theme. That's because Hans Zimmer yeah. slaps. Bear McCreary yeah. slaps. Like you cannot top them and on. Oh, Andre Desplat, he also Oh, slaps. listen to you kids with your slaps lingo and other hip stuff. Who did slap? <laughs> I'd like to slap you kids upside the head. <laughs> right, oh, no, but, I forgot I I was since you, two 50-year-old men. I'm being dad right now. Since you did touch on Wonder Woman, I will say that I for, for, for what she was involved, her level of involvement was, I did like Gal Gadot in this movie. I thought she did a good job. I disagree. And, I did kind of like when she's fighting she uh, Doomsday, do she has this air about her where she's kind of just digging the scrap. You know, she kind of gives this little smile. Like he he, uh, he makes contact, you know, with a punch or something. And she's like, oh, all right. You want you want a piece okay. of me, huh? And here's the other thing. So this movie does the whole death of Superman shit, it right? It does, But yeah. Wonder Woman's right there and also invulnerable and can handle kryptonite. So why didn't he just dig it out of the well and then say, Diana, you take it? Because <laughs> um, it's know, bad she was, writing. She, she Zach, was holding the lasso to keep him in place? Because Zack Snyder is just desperate and horny to Did have he write Superman it? I don't know die if he wrote it. in Jesus style. That's all he wants. That's all he yeah, wanted for this movie. Dude, this movie Jesus was a two stuff, and a half hour so lazy. to have Henry Cavill la- fall down on the ground in the literal jesus on the cross pose well i mean quite quite frankly he spends most of these two movies in a jesus pose would you is that fair andy yes yeah it sucks that's his that's his like anime like like the anime supergirl like transformation is these movies don't understand superman either like they're just like the whole thing is just like i'm this aloof jesus allegory i'm so powerful i don't feel like Superman is like, this isn't my world at one point in this movie. And I'm like, motherfucker, you grew up in Kansas. What? <laughs> this is the only world you've ever to known. Be fair, well, Kansas like, is no, very I, different from the rest of the world. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do think that what they're pointing out, and which I didn't think was too ham-fisted, was that he's torn. Because, you know, he's a, he... Oh, he belongs God, to the planet, but he, at the same time, now. he also, you know, when people are resisting him as much as they are, or, you know, people are getting killed because of who he is. Dad, dad, so, dad, dad, dad. You're fundamentally misunderstanding Superman right here. The whole part of Superman that makes him so great is because he's a man first and a super second. He is an earthling before he is a Kryptonian. Like, this is this is the fundamental thing about Superman. They even say it in Man of Steel. He says, General, I grew up in Kansas. This is super... He he is supposed to be so great as a character. And so, so... Yeah. Like, he's the one you trust with the power because he's human. He is human first and super second. Well, but I mean, That's what they're the pointing thing. out is that he's not, right? And that even though he wants to believe that he is part of the world, the world doesn't always necessarily want to accept him and is and, and is sometimes afraid of him. And that's that's what he's struggling with and people are struggling with in this movie. As, I think it's a good idea. I just don't think it's done very well. 
I think there's a lot. I honestly feel like to the point you guys made earlier about how I think that I think Megan said it. I think you agreed. Andy was that this also probably I don't think the story's big enough to be a movie, but it would have been a nice like multi-part streaming thing. My God, just get on HBO and make a mini series. It's so easy. I mean, now. honestly, I think to like make this project work, <laughs> like condoms <laughs> on a college campus. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I think to make this project work, you'd have to entirely scrap the script and hire. A different I was going to say, get a different director. <laughs> honestly, you you, somebody, you can keep like, the opening. I think to establish, you know, that the the fear that Batman has of this, of this being, and then rewrite the rest. This movie reads like it has contempt for the characters it is portraying, in my opinion. Like for, for, for the characters that are, that have been established in the past and they are portraying like, <sighs> um, I don't know. I, don't know. I, I can't speak to that. You guys are more uh, trained in literature and art than I am. But listen, I have a bachelor's in English, and I did half a communications minor, so I feel qualified to say that I could write this movie better <laughs> in my sleep and drunk than Zack Snyder ever did. Wait, sleep, isn't that how you write everything? Drunk. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Wasted you got library. That's how you got like what, like a three nine in college, right? You yeah, that's drunk how I and wrote papers. <laughs> how I got so, a three nine uh, in, in college was partying on the weekends and then doing all my final papers in a twelve hour span every finals week. Oh, uh, so that was the that was the Mike Seiko method, except I didn't get a three nine. Um, Listen, we can't all be perfect. Okay, well, there's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's tough because like like the suicide squad episode we did like i it's it's a weak defensive posture i'm assuming from the very beginning because i'm not trying to convince anybody that this is one of the greatest movies ever far from it it's it's pretty highly flawed but i do i do like his production values um i do like um i like the epic swing for the fences it's just that i think he just he doesn't have that Chris Nolan ability to connect with the ball and continue my sports analogies. Which is weird, because Chris Nolan was a producer on this movie. Too bad. It is, well, he produced it, but I think... They should have had him direct he probably, it instead. Well, maybe. I, but probably Chris Nolan was too busy making other incomprehensible movies. So. Don't lie, you enjoyed Dunkirk. Oh, I did enjoy Dunkirk. I've heard that uh, the one that just came out was a complete mess, though. Oh, yeah, I heard that, too. Tenet? Yeah. yeah. And honestly, I fell asleep I during know the, the about dream it. movie. What, what was that one? Inception. What? Inception. You fell asleep Inception, during yeah. Inception. Yeah, I thought I've never I thought I'd it. seen better episodes of Star Trek. Okay, honestly. we have to watch Inception first of all because it's a great time, and second of all because here's my second shout out to Ashley Stone who listens to this podcast. You're welcome. Um, does Ashley, she really listen to this? She does. She told me oh, so wow. herself. Um, I know. Yo, I thought she had. Ashley, uh, wait. We have we have somebody listener. listening that's not mom. I thought I thought <laughs> Ashley and had share. better taste than this. Ashley, post us on Reddit. We love you. Share our podcast. No, Spread Ashley, Ash- Ashley, wait, you Ashley, don't have to do that. <laughs> Ashley, I don't want to put too much pressure on you, but 
the success of our entire show rests on your shoulders. Get the no. fuck out of here. Anyways, <laughs> I was going to say, Post Inception on is a Reddit. movie I saw it for the first time at the Stones' house with Leah and Ashley. And right. I, I watched that, and Ashley had the best Inception um, theory of all time that I've ever heard, but I won't say okay. it because... Oh, uh, it'll blow it because it will ruin the whole movie. I'll have to tell it to Come you afterwards, on, Megan. like she did. This is a teaser trailer <laughs> for the next episode that I'll guest on <laughs> that I'm pitching right. right now. Inception. All right, Inception. If nothing else, do it to watch the terrible like early two thousands. Like, I mean, the graphics are pretty good for the early two thousands, but just the bold. No, that like, movie. That movie just came out like ten years ago. Chris Nolan Art- does almost everything he can practically. So. When he does use CG, it turns out really, really yeah. good because there's very little VFX artist. Like the VFX artists are devoting all their time to a minimal amount of stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say like um, I I meant like 2011 or whatever. But um, if nothing else, even though Leonardo DiCaprio is kind of sketch as a person, he definitely gives his all as an actor <laughs> in everything he does. And... Aren't they all sketch as a person? Um, 90% of the men in Hollywood, yes. They're all on thin ice, and you know what? A solid 70% of the women are, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I'll i give it a shot, but I if I do that, uh, my swap with you is I want you to watch Dark Knight. Um, I've already seen all the important scenes of Heath Ledger no. in clip version. Do I have to watch the whole thing? The part oh my god! Like okay, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this fallacious notion that Heath Ledger is the only good thing about the Dark Knight. Yeah, that movie is good. All around. I never that said movie. that. Everything I about just, it. So, like, the only thing honestly, I, know about I, it. I did have a. I did have a point about that because we, when we were talking about the dark tone of this movie and, and how it's joyless, because there's really not a lot of joy in Dark Knight. Let's put that out there right now. But the movie, yeah, but I can still take it seriously as a drama. No, but so. the movie is so well done. It's I, I when I watched that movie, when I, when I first watched it, it literally felt I didn't feel like I was watching a comic book movie. I mean, it's it feels ridiculous to say that out loud, but uh, because it feels more like like uh, a crime drama and a police drama as much as a comic book movie if it wasn't for the you know the outlandish fucking suits and shit um you know it, it just plays as great drama and and um i would say andy's right that's probably the best batman adaptation and that's not a hot take right everybody says that but i it, it definitely stays probably the truest without be- it's the best in live action well because the the uh uh, the Tim Burton Batman, he fucking killed people, right? Yeah, Left and right. that's not a good adaptation. And then, I mean, if, if that's the bar, anyway, you know, this one obviously we've established, you know, he doesn't. But I mean, you know, the Nolan Batman is always about no guns, you know. Listen, if uh, we're yeah, going, that's if whole... we're going based on their commitment to Batman not killing people and not using guns, wouldn't the best be the TV show where they just Batman sixty six? Pow! <laughs> Pow! Well, here's the thing. Biff! Well, bam! Look, Batman is literally—he is a person who is so traumatized by the murder of his parents that he literally goes crazy, learns martial arts, learns like amazing insane detective skills and then starts wearing a bat suit and beating people up in the middle of the night 
so that people won't have to suffer the same fate he did. No, yeah, That's, I totally agree. This with is you. why you can't like. This is why not murdering people is such a fundamental aspect to or, Batman's character. Or, or as like, you guys pointed out during this movie, or he could take his like hundreds of billions of dollars and try to feed people and get them jobs, <laughs> so they don't turn to crime. Or he could just firebomb them like he does in this I movie. I think so. actually the the most ridiculous actions part in this movie was when he used a bat grapple on the Batmobile to drag a car behind him and launch it onto another car and kill a few people. <laughs> that, <laughs> so was that was a, a very Batman-like thing. I think known, known pancaker of cars, Batman. <laughs> I, think, I think... Known user of railguns, Batman. I think maybe we're not giving Zack Snyder the benefit of the doubt, and he's just accurately portraying what billionaires wish they could do to people in real life. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, like... He's just ahead of his time. Jesus. What, Andy? I said, like, honestly, though, man, not even not that far off. Not even a little bit far <laughs> off. Like, that's my galaxy brain I bet Jeff Bezos tape. already has a Tumblr that he's working on to kill peons when he finally runs the government officially and not just, like, from behind the scenes. Yeah. Ooh, Bezos? Yeah. Do you think Maybe. Jeff... Do you... Talk about Lex Luthor in real life. Holy oh shit, my God. he's even got the Chrome Dome now, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know why they were like, oh, look... Lex Luthor, the okay. Let's talk about heavy-handed. The Lex Luthor as Zucker Mark Lex. Zuckerberg oh, is so it's so heavy-handed that they cast Look, the same actor. Jesse Eisenberg's a good actor, but man, in this movie, but, it just doesn't wait, work. You're talking over each other. Well, I was uh, just saying, Meg. it's so heavy. It's such a heavy-handed, like Mark Zuckerberg metaphor that they literally cast the same actor. Like it's right. It's ridiculous. From the social network. Yeah. Right. And, and Andy, what were you gonna say? I was just saying, like, Jesse Eisenberg's a good actor, yeah. but, like, man, in this movie, it does not work, what they were going for. The red capes are coming. The red capes work. are coming. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's, like, the writing or if it's, like, the way he was oh, directed what, or what. did you what? guys think of Granny's Peach Tea? It's stupid. <laughs> First of all, it's it. a reference to um, basically what felt like a throwaway line in the beginning like right. and you have no, I, well that's a callback and that's that's why i mean i thought it was interesting no but, i mean know. usually callbacks are like callbacks to bits or like repeated themes as opposed to like you know just one single throwaway line in the larger well, no, conversation but that, that, they that was that was his clue to her right before he killed her right that no you know, i understand i watched yeah. the movie um, all right but like I don't know. It was just so. I was like, I feel like they're supposed to be like, they're like, are you gonna laugh at this one? And I was like, no. No, there's nothing to laugh at. It was supposed to be very tense, and it was. It was. It wasn't. Yeah. I was just kind of like Granny's Peach. What? I, see, oh, from that's earlier. where I'm at. Like, oh, when okay. I first watched this movie, I did not get what that even meant. Like, I I didn't remember the line because oh, it I didn't see. stick out. Like, no, I was like. When I watched the scene, I was like, wait, what the fuck is going on? It's pretty on? Like, fucking I don't sick, get it. because it's basically, you know, he put a jar of piss on a senator's I mean, again, commitment to the bit. <laughs> right. I appreciate it, but... So, to sum it up, yeah, uh, Lex Luthor was a miss on this one. That was bad. They were yeah, trying to... it didn't they work, were, dude. They were trying to make him... And then they, like, make him go bald at the end, and it's supposed to be, like the transformation into the real Lex Luthor. Yeah, but like, it's not you know, like, still it's, not like it's not like some big reveal. His name was Lex Luthor the whole time. Like, we knew who he was. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Lex Luthor is kind of hiding in plain sight in this case. But, um, yeah, yeah, honestly, it though... It was a misguided decision. There'll never be a better Lex Luthor than Gene Hackman. I'm sorry. He is pretty great. That was pretty, yeah, he's pretty great. I know it. Never seen it. I like watch to... The f- Watch the f- should have watched Superman seventy eight with yeah. us. I'm pretty sure I've seen Superman seventy eight, and I chose to forget it. It's it's worth a watch if you want to see it's Superman turn movie. the world back in time. No, I've definitely movie. seen that. Is what I'm saying. But like yeah. back Except, when Dad, back when I we had a different say, couch, that's how long ago it was. <laughs> I, I do have to say that. Yeah. Can you read my mind? <laughs> right. That's <laughs> the worst fucking part. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, when we watched Wonder Woman 84 and she's fucking flying, spider, sorry, spoiler alerts. Uh, I don't care. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> when she's flying and I'm like, the whole thing, I'm like thinking in my head, can you read my mind? <laughs> <sighs> Megan, you probably don't get that. I but, do get yeah. it. It's from, Dude, okay. it's from Oh, yeah, the first Superman movie. Yeah, yeah. That scene is a disaster. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awful. Like, like oh my god. See? Talk about Go ahead. horrible scenes and otherwise pretty good movies. Right. Like, oh my god. Right. See? Uh, fucking nuts. See the Men of Steel episode <laughs> for that one. That was fucking awful. Uh, but otherwise, yeah. Megan, I would say... That movie is an awesome watch, and I would recommend it highly. If you want, if you want, already a good seen it. Don't need to see it again. Okay, then just be be stubborn. I will. You made me this way. <laughs> yeah. You only have yourself yeah. to blame. Well, you know, at some point, you do have to we s- are accept responsibility. Of our environment. Huh? I said, we are but products of our environment. Oh, there's some hardwiring in there. Listen, Dad, either way you lose, because you both fathered me and raised me, so it's a lose-lose scenario yeah. for you. It was both nature and Right, nurture. and you're both wonderful people. I was going to say, and you dropped the ball. <laughs> no, just kidding, you guys I'm are kidding, awesome. Kidding. Agree to disagree. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I don't know. Do we have much else to cover? I don't know. I was trying to think just in general. Honestly, I love the supporting cast more than I loved most than I felt about most of the other people. But Amy Adams is great in everything she does. Amy Adams. Even this I mean, movie, which is saying something. Lawrence Fish. She'd be good in this movie if she had anything to fucking do that I wanted to watch. Lawrence Fishburne. Um, I thought he was. Oh great. yeah, he's good. In, um, he's good as as a, as Perry. Holly Hunter was good. I mean, the problem is, is just in general, like we said. All right, so. Uh, a minute or two each. How would you have redone this movie? What would you do? Who's going first? Andy, you go first. I'll go. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Scrap everything and start over from scratch. Because, man... No, but I mean, what what story? If the premise is Batman v Superman, how do you execute it? Or do you just get rid of the whole thing? Okay. Well, I get rid of Batman murdering people casually. That's definitely step one. Um, I make Superman likable. That's step two. Um, You have Batman grapple with the possibility of having to kill Superman and whether that is the decision he should make, not just immediately decide to murder somebody. Because, man, talk about out-of-character moments. Um, You cast somebody else or... I don't know, maybe you just cast Jesse Eisenberg and direct him differently as Lex Luthor. Um, but do you think... And, what, do you, what about story-wise, though? What do you like, mean, story-wise? In terms wise? of... What would you change in the story itself? 
I mean, like... What would I change in the story? Yeah, the plot. I'd remove the whole doomsday shit. Okay. That's way too much extra, totally unnecessary stuff. We didn't need it. Um, I'd remove Wonder Woman from this story because, frankly, she does nothing. And she's really only there as a trailer. Um, and I would... Again, I, I mean, I think it was a story criticism. I said that I would have Batman not murdering people casually um, like he does in this movie so frequently. Um, or the other way is if, if you really have such a boner for destroying Batman's character, maybe you do have him murdering people, but he learns the error of his ways from fighting with Superman. OK, this is the biggest problem that I have is like even after that stupid ass Martha moment. Even after that, um, Batman still murders people in this movie. And I'm like, no, you're supposed to have just learned the lesson to not murder people and go back to the old way. You're supposed to have just learned that. I don't get what part of you is broken in that you're still killing people now. Like, I don't know, man. I can't fucking fix this project. It's not my job. Here's how I would fix it. Megan, go. First of all, you couldn't pay me enough to fix this movie. It's a disaster. <laughs> I, I bet we could. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably just adapt a different Here's, story, frankly. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and honestly, do. that that that's that's that would be that would have been a perfectly fine thing. I just didn't know if you had a story in mind. This but is Megan, go ahead. okay. This is my fixing of this movie is going to be very similar to my fix for the Wonder Woman '84 movie that you've heard me ranting about, um, in that. I'm just going to cut half of the movie like, and just make it a yes. Superman movie. Like, No one else needs to be in it and you can slow down and actually write a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like, You can have it be like a political intrigue and have Superman grappling with like, am I actually from this planet? Like, And if so, how do my powers play into my identity as like a human when I'm not actually human? And like, how far am I willing to go to be a hero? And then, like, have humanity actually grappling with, like, can we live in this world with Superman? Um, And then also, you can have Lois Lane actually doing interesting shit and, like, have the political part be more drawn out and, like, have beats. And, like, I don't know, Lex Luthor can still be in it, I guess, doing something. But, like, we don't need all of the weird cameos and, like, we don't need, like, Batman's personal issues ham-fisted into it either. Like, <laughs> basically, what I'm saying is, DC, let me script Doctor your movies. I can make them. I can rebuild them better, <laughs> faster, stronger, <laughs> more oh well-paced. Megan, I've got You're quoting I've got my one favorite thing to say TV to show as a kid. What? I've, I've got one thing to say to Megan in rebuttal. Um, Martha, <laughs> you make a compelling <laughs> argument, Andy. I'm sorry. I, I have. I have to say, like. I must be the only person on the planet who is not like like fucking tits up about that line. Like just that like, was like, okay. Dad, that was okay. the only funny you know what, part. You of know the how movie. you fix that moment. You know how you fix that moment. Mom. Or or better yet. That's how you fix it. Honestly, so touching on kind of. Nobody fucking calls their mom by their first name in their dying moments. I, I, I didn't think like, it was. Yeah, I mean, I for me it would have been. Something along those lines, instead of like, you know, Martha being the trigger that snaps him out of his murder fever, um, that he just, you know, when he's got somebody there and he's about to fucking murder him with a spear in a, in a defenseless moment, um, that that moment he kind of realizes, you know, that he's not that person, like you said. 
Um, and then proceeds to firebomb people. Well, I still want him to definitely. firebomb people. I, 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 don't, I don't think that it's necessarily bad if somebody gets greased because he's trying to defend Martha, right? That guy had a flamethrower. You know, I'm not quite sure what he could do. Batman doesn't kill. What's that? Batman doesn't kill. Well, no, Listen, I mean, he just put a leak in the flamethrower. How but... much can you do with broken right. elbows? And that burned the guy to death. Yeah, he kind of had it coming, but um, I I don't know. How Batman works. Maybe there's. If you want, if you want, if you want to watch a superhero kill people, watch the Punisher. I do think that the most, on his way in there, there might have been somebody killed from that crate, but for the most part, he used non-lethal force. I thought. For the most part, except the fire bombing. Well, I mean, you were the... you were kind of angry about the guy with the grenade, but the guy was about to throw the grenade. He stopped him from throwing it, and then the grenade went off and killed him. But, I mean, that's is that Batman's fault? And really, that's his own fault. Yes. You should know not to play with grenades inside the house. Because you I know what? You take them outside. <laughs> because, Dad, you know what? Batman would have disarmed the grenade from him and, like, thrown it out a window or something. It's very easy uh, to fix all of the things that you're pointing out, Dad. It's very simple to fix so. this. I don't think so. I don't think you know how grenades he work will, from a Dad, distance. I don't think you understand the lengths that Batman will go to to preserve human life. Like, this man will not kill the Joker who literally murdered Jason Todd. And even Batman himself says when that happens, he says, like, man, I want to kill him more than anything, but I can't do it because that's against my moral code. Dad, I'm going to have to side with Andy for this one. I've watched him put in the hours. You're Batman allowed to get me. Asylum. Um, I watched him play that game for many hours when we were younger, so I know he knows what he's talking about. He does know what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess... Um... In general, I, I don't 100% disagree with that. I just think in general, they, I think if you, you have to pick a plot, either it's like yes. you guys were saying, uh, you know, it's Lex Luthor's plot to pit them against each other and, you know, make Batman a little less murdery and have a little fun with it and drop the whole doomsday thing. Um there's probably better ways to do that whole thing. And then you don't have, like you said, it. Uh, you guys are saying the movie's two and a half hours long and it felt rushed because they're trying to cram so much goddamn shit into it. Because, so, they're, because their director's cut was three hours long and who knows how much more they cut from that to make that yeah. movie. So, you know, I mean, I guess I, I, I like a lot of the ideas um, I like the production value. I don't, I don't necessarily balk at all the murdery stuff, although I think it is a bit much. Um, and you know, uh, I think like Megan was saying, you know, it it could be a parallel to the whole Sokovia Accords thing in Marvel, what leads to civil war. That could be part of the drama. That that's kind of the underlying theme, right? Of you know, you have these powerful beings or this powerful being, and how do you how do you manage that and and get them to work within the bounds that you know prevents it from just becoming one guy you know enforcing his will on everyone so uh and being outside the rule of law so i know i, I like a lot of that stuff but overall yeah, I mean it's it's just not put together well, and it's just too there's just too much going on. So, 
Um, yeah, this movie sucks. This movie was the most boring movie I've ever seen, and I watched that movie The Post in theaters. Um, Yikes. And anyways, Zack Snyder owes me back two and a half hours of my life. I don't think it's the most boring movie I've ever seen. However, I will say that I have meant to watch the extended version just to see what How much is more boring in it. you can get. Just to see what was in it, and and I can't make myself do it. So there's that. And that's and I, you know what dude, that's a that's and you impressive know what? because you have a very low bar. I do have a you low know what, bar. Though? What? It's not even the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> that's the worst part. What's the bottom of the barrel? Suicide Squad. Um, or ju- oh no, Justice probably worse than this. No, but Justice League, Justice is, the League worst. is worse than both of them. We got to do that one. Oh my god, point. that movie's a disaster. Although I fucking hate that movie with a passion. I can't, dude. I don't think I can even watch that for the show. Like it's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's hard. It's, it's hard so to watch. Bad. You know what makes me sad it's in like... this conversation is sorry. What? I know you're talking about Justice League, but like thinking about the other DC movies is like they just never learn from their mistakes with their movies. They just yeah, they literally they keep it's, making the same it's mistakes wild. over again. Well, that's that's yeah. what we end up talking about a lot on our show here is that is that that's the difference between the two between Marvel and DC is that DC is is just kind of crassly trying to recreate what Marvel has without without the artistry, right? Marvel like you said Megan, right? Marvel understands how to make a self-contained movie, make it true to the character they're working with, have it touch all the right points of uh, and and bring out the right beats from the comics that are the source of it without you know being slavish to it have fan service that's not you know uh stupid or or you know um out of place and then tie it into an overall larger story they they get how to do that they crack that code and the code is there's no code you make a good movie um And DC is just stumbling around in the dark, eating itself alive. And the only place that's so far untouched, knock on wood, is the TV universe. So no one tell DC how well, good their TV is. Except for everything are. after Arrow season two. Well, I think I think Flash had a couple of good seasons. I think that's the pattern with the uh, the CW shows is that they have a couple of good seasons and then they go on for five more. So yeah, I watched like or ten. I dropped off Arrow in season three because like I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Just kind of started to suck. Well, I think uh, what saves them all is there's people like me who are absolute whores with no bars for this shit. So you're welcome. You'll you'll always yeah. keep giving them money no matter what. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, I mean, you know, if you told me we get to kind of to watch this kind of shit and it'd be, there'd be tons of them coming out every year and on TV as a kid, I would have been like, are you fucking kidding me? That sounds like heaven. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love having all this stuff and uh, the fact that they're what I'm seriously hoping they do next completely unrelated is wipe away the sequel trilogy from the canon for Star Wars and start over. Oh, that'd be a beautiful <laughs> thing. Put so, J.J. Abrams be in sick, jail not gonna for lie. what he did to those movies. I have a dream. <laughs> and it's an inconsequential, utterly meaningless dream, but I have one nonetheless. But I respect that dream. <laughs> it's a valuable dream. <laughs> yes. Man, if I could, like, Men in Black, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Be- a beautiful thought. <laughs> like, if I could live in a world where, like, Last Jedi was Wait, the last Star Wars laughing. movie I saw, and I was like... Man, you know, I I wonder what happened in that last sequel movie. The other two were like 
eh, but you know, they weren't terrible. If I could just like, man, if I could go back to that naive, naive world. I, I honestly, I want to free up that cannon so that you give the, uh, the universe that the Mandalorian is spinning off room to breathe and rewrite it. Cause, cause they, they already had to make a couple of nods to the sequel movies. And I'm like, please just make those fucking go away so we can start over. The star Wars sequels are how I know we're living in the darkest timeline. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the global. (laughs) I mean, that was a big hit. Many more over the world. That could happen in any timeline, theoretically with globalization. I'm just saying that. Those sequels are the key. We have that, and we well, have Batman I mean, and Superman. I mean, is it a coincidence that right after Rise of Skywalker, we got hit with COVID? Um, Dad, so. oh my God. that's a bold take, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're correct. That? My, we, we flew too close. <laughs> God, God had to put us out of our misery. <laughs> the dead speak. We got sh- <laughs> We got shot with a Death Star gun, Star Destroyer fleet of COVID. Yeah. Pew, 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 pew. And then, and then, and then. <laughs> oh my God, Megan. If you listen to one thing, you got to listen to Andy's J.J. Abrams rant uh, on the Rise of Skywalker episode. You know what? I will. Just yeah, man. for people. And because I hate J.J. Abrams so much. That's a good episode. Go back and listen to the Star Wars trilogies. You know, it's a and good good episode series. It's so embarrassing because I defended that man tooth and nail in like 2011 over the Star Trek alternate original series because the first two of those were so good. It's just tragic. Yeah. You mean you mean the first one of those? <laughs> the second one was mediocre, but it was it just so yeah. so stunningly dropped off like a cliff after that. Yes, I've Star always Trek thought. Beyond was I always a shit thought show. until the uh, until the star until the uh, Star Wars sequels. I always thought I wanted J.J. Abrams to like direct a Mass Effect adaptation somewhere. And now you want him locked <laughs> in prison. But I don't want that time. anymore. <laughs> now I don't want him anywhere near anything of value <laughs> or, yeah. or sharp objects. I'm like. Now, now I'm just like Mass Effect's good where it is. Don't touch don't, it. It's don't fine. Don't tell him about it. <laughs> Shh. He'll hear you. All right, we're rounding All right, up guys. to two hours. Guys. So, Megan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Yeet. letting me flex my half of a minor in communications over this. Be happy. Well, to we do will. Again. We will have you back, and at some point, we'll have all three of you, all three of my my spawn. On the show at the same time. You're spawning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I hear that. I hear that. Dad jail. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. I love anyway. you both. Thanks for joining me. Oh. It's been a good talk. Very nice talk. Hell yeah. Glad we all agree that it sucks. And. <laughs>